Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, the podcast where we take a genre, an actor or director of the silver screen, and we talk about the best example, the worst example, and that ugly example that's uh, just so ugly you can't stop looking at it. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And uh, I let's address the obvious here, guys. It's April. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yep, we just finished up the spotlight on Marlon Brando. Yeah, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but that also means that uh, our last podcast, the Werewolf Podcast, was in October. <laughs> happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, everyone, <laughs> and Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas! Hey, let me happy just holidays. say, we try happy New Year, Happy Valentine's <laughs> Let's Day. Let's just get them all out. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> we missing one? I don't. Fools? Probably. I yeah. mean. Uh, happy Kelly's birthday. Yeah. Hey, happy Kelly's birthday. It's true. Yeah. Um, so we we were trying to do a Christmas one. Like we tried. We really, really <laughs> tried, didn't we? But we could not make the time. I mean, it was literally like December twenty second or twenty third, and we were like, Okay, can we get together? We just could mm. not get it together. <laughs> but we I, and I was I was looking so forward to talk about Gremlins too. Yeah, yeah. When was uh, when was your uh, son born, Micah? Yes, so that's uh, I guess another reason why yeah. he was born on Groundhog Day. Cool, cool. So that's oh. pretty awesome. And we Kelly, did, we forgot Groundhog Day. Kelly, your sister got married. She did. Yep. So that was she a, was a beautiful bride. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I went mm-hmm. to Canada. <laughs> you became a vegetarian. Yeah, that's true. I'm vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I went to Canada. That's not related though. <laughs> It was just the maple syrup was so good. It was. Oh, th- on, a, on a side note, this is a little tangent, but the Denny's in Canada are amazing. Really? Yeah, they serve alcohol at them. They they pair it. They have a menu that pairs like what kind of wine or whatever you want with, with your, your pancakes? pancakes. Yeah. Wow. And instead of a little an apostrophe on Denny's, it's got a it's got a red maple leaf. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It's awesome. That's amazing. That's you cross cross the border and it's kilometers and alcohol at Denny's. I mean, it just. Oh, that's amazing. It's awesome. All right, so <laughs> do we have any Canadian listeners? Because that would be amazing. So let's get to this podcast. I mean, people are probably tuning in to going, I thought this was a movie podcast. And or they're, they're, saying about... it, they're saying this is still going on. I thought it was dead. <laughs> <laughs> it died in 2016. <sighs> so it is Kelly's turn. And Kelly. Yes. What was that? That was my phone. We'll oh. Edit that out. Man, that's like the fifth time you've thrown your phone. <laughs> In this podcast alone, what the heck? Okay, Kelly, do you want to talk to us about uh, your pick? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> it's about to fall. Keep going. I'm telling you, you we're, good. Okay. we're good. All right. We're good. I was we're debating good. whether or not to say anything. All right. No, no, so you're, you're good. You're good. Little for mayhem. Those, for those of you listening, I don't know what just happened, but a little mayhem. In it was studio. chaos. It was like a. What is it, a Rube Goldberg machine? Things were falling. (laughs) a Rube Goldberg. My phone (laughs) fell, which made a cord fall, which made Kelly's iPad fall. Yeah, this is insane. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Kelly. What were we saying? Hello. Let's get this thing back on the rails. Welcome welcome back, listeners. We should say welcome back. I think, oh, so... Were we talking about the picks? Is that is that where we were going? I don't, I don't even know. We're so professional. Clearly, we're rusty. Can we just say that that's the elephant in the room? Yeah. Oh, well, man. what what yeah what um who are we? <laughs> who are we? <laughs> what are we? <laughs> who 
are what? we? What does that mean? Who are we? <laughs> who are we to tell them what to do? <laughs> who are we studying, Kelly? So today we're going to be talking about Marilyn Monroe movies. Wait, it's been so long that you forgot. <laughs> what are you looking for? Oh, your phone. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Are we good? Got all the the you know the jitters out of the all way. Right. Yeah. Let yes. Marilyn Monroe movies. So the picks we're going to be talking about today are River of No Return, uh, Bus Stop, and Some Like It Hot. River No Return. Have we been going in chronological stop. order? Is that what we've been yes. Doing? So yeah. mm-hmm. River No Return. Okay, so what I guess year? I kind of I guess I, I guess I kind of want to start this off by saying yeah, 1954. Um, just a little bit about why I chose this topic, and you know, today Marilyn Monroe is like relegated to Warhol posters in college dorms and people just know her as that sexy lady from yesteryear but really she doesn't get the credit she deserves I mean she's known for playing these dumb blonde types and she was very typecast uh to the point where you know she she did them so many times that when she'd finally tried to break away into other types of roles studios and audiences were like no no this isn't what we want it you know, we, we want you to be sexy, damn it. So anytime she ever tried to change things up, it, it just kind of became a joke. And she sort of ended up collapsing under the weight of her own star image, which was really very sad. But while she was active, she completely changed the way movies were approached and the way that sexuality in movies was approached and the way that being sexy and being sexy in public was approached. I mean, it was the 1950s when she launched into stardom and... Before that, I mean, it was the 40s and and women who were sexy on screen in, a, in any kind of overt way, I mean, they were these femme fatales and they weren't allowed to live <laughs> because of their obvious sin. Mm-hmm. And they all, almost always died in the movies. But Marilyn Monroe kind of jiggled her way onto the screen. And, <laughs> really? And, and really? She, 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 quite literally. And she was this incredible amalgam of the virgin and the whore. I mean, she was innocent and sexy all at one, and that was not something that anybody had really done before or since then. So she was really an original, and she is savvier than I think a lot of people give her credit for. So I just, I thought that we needed to spend at least one episode talking about her and the impact that she had. Well, and Uh, I'll say too, that when I was doing some research about Marilyn Monroe for this episode, um, Born in 1926, uh, so in in her heyday, you know, she was late 20s, 30s. Uh, she didn't live that long, only ni- uh, 1962. So, you know, that's only um, 36 years old. And mm-hmm. uh, she actually, she has a really sad story. I mean, y- y- you kind of view her as, you know, the... Uh, the the chipper blonde the the dumb chipper blonde that's just the sex symbol but she gosh uh, underneath that there was a lot going on it's really sad all the Mm -hmm. mental instability that she had and uh she was abused as a kid she was in and out of foster homes i mean she had a tough life yeah absolutely yeah so Let's get. I mean, like now, let's rip uh, on. Yes, I concur. What do you? What do you, what do you want? <laughs> now, after we said all that about her, let's rip on some of her movies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, aside, it wasn't Barbara Stanwyck. It was kind of similar. She was like had a really rough childhood. 
Yeah, they, I mean, that, that is true. They both had very, very tough beginnings and they made the best of it that they could. And they both went on to become incredibly famous for very different reasons. But yeah, I mean, it, you just really have to tip your hat to women like that in Hollywood and men too, but, but especially women, because back then it was a little harder for them to overcome those kinds of things. And, mm-hmm. um, so I just, I respect her a lot and <laughs> no matter whether she was typecast or not, I think she had a lot to offer. And I think it's, you know, we're still talking about her today, obviously. So she's left her mark to say right. the least. Uh, so, River of No Return. Uh, I guess chronologically, we'll talk about that one first. What's what do you guys? Laughing? She's laughing. I, I this movie. I don't know. What What oh, do you guys I, think ready. this is for my picks? Uh, I'm gonna say it's your ugly. I'm gonna say it's your bad. It is my ugly. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I figure. And uh, yep. I mean, well, you want to get a synopsis of it? Sure. Okay, so per IMDb, the titular river unites a, a farmer. Don't, Charles, don't you even start. That was not me. Uh, that was, wait a minute. That was all Micah. Okay. That could have been a cough. Yeah, no, no, that was all Micah. I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, okay, so the titular river of no return unites a farmer recently released from prison, Robert Mitchum, his young son, and an ambitious saloon singer. In order to survive, each must be purged of anger, and each must be learned must learn to understand and care for the others. They must be learned. They mm-hmm. must be learned. So Robert Mitchum, mm-hmm. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. and that the young river. little kid oh. are rafting down a dangerous river, potentially to their doom. Yeah, and your thoughts? My thoughts. So, I this this movie, <laughs> it. I, I really don't even know where to start. It's ridiculous times 10. I mean, it's kind of the type of movie that is a train wreck that you just cannot look away from. I mean, I love Marilyn Monroe's saloon singing. The song about mining for nuggets is just like pure amazement to me. And she, Lady knows how to work a stage. I mean, the costuming is fantastic. And she just, the way she interacts with Robert Mitchum and his son just uh, is uh, I, I, I don't know how to I don't really know how to articulate it, but it keeps me watching. But at as, the same time, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, as far as Marilyn's concerned, I think that I think her performance is pretty stand up. I mean, I, it really mm-hmm. I, I don't see anything really wrong with her performance. I think for that character, she does a really great job. I think that she uh, portrays the character well. She knows when to be. Uh, a little more uh, subtle. She knows when to be really outspoken. Um, and I, I, I don't fault her for this movie. In fact, in a lot of ways, she's the saving grace for the movie. Yeah, I'd agree. But I would. <laughs> but that said, ahead. there are a lot of uncomfortable things about it. You know, uh, Charles has hinted at this in other podcasts, and I sure we can't get away without talking about it so i'll just bring it up myself he rapes there, her he rapes a, her he rapes yes. her he rapes her he rapes her and the movie does nothing about it there's no it's not even like it's a bad thing that that alone when we watched this together it was like what what is that scene like she he saves her from the other guys and then no he's gonna rape her himself like but that, that's the thing though the the scene comes out of nowhere and really makes no sense. Exactly. But that's what I, that's what bugs me the most. It would be one thing if they commented on it later or if she 
I mean, this is this is would be getting off light, but chastise him for it. There's nothing. There's no, there's no, there's no mention recourse of it. from that. It's, it's just, just perfectly acceptable for this guy to rape her. And the funny thing on IMDb, it, it it's it go, people go look it up on IMDb. The uh, poster, the movie poster, is that scene? Is him on top of her, holding her down? What? I mean, Boy, Kelly, you don't you don't think he raped her? You think that's not what happened? It was not consensual. Uh, no, it was not consensual. I mean, I don't know honestly. I I feel like it didn't get all the way there. I mean, his his son. <laughs> oh, what does that even mean? I I don't think you could like. So it's an attempted rape. Oh, what? Yeah, I would I would call it more of an attempted rape. Not that that you know makes it okay, okay. but his son was like right around the corner. I don't believe, especially in the context of his character for the rest of the movie, I. I have no explanation for it. I have no, I can't even offer a theory, but I don't think he would have, maybe he was trying to, he didn't, you know, he, he's not, he has no, he has no concept of why she would be being so nice to him and whatnot. He's been away from him all this time. And I, I don't know. I, maybe he wanted to push the limits and see how far he could go. And he clearly went way too far but not according to this movie. Now, is this just a, is that a 1950s thing where this wasn't seen as a big deal? It's just men being men kind of thing and women are a challenge mm. to overcome? Or mm. what year did this movie take place in? Uh, if I had to guess, I, I, like 1870, 1880. I mean, is it more like yeah. of the times? It's or is it, I feel like it's more like a 1950s, just blind eye to the whole thing. I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. I really don't. The, to me, the scene sticks out as being awkward for so many reasons. But, you know, first and foremost, the reasons we're discussing because it's horrible. But it just doesn't seem to gel with any with with his character, with her character, with the plot. Like, there's no reason why he would have been doing this. Like, he's supposed to be the stand up guy. But it makes it even more appalling at the end when he puts her on his horse and, he, you know, he comes in and just takes her off the stage or whatever and. They leave together, like, combine that with the scene. It's just more forceful behavior from the man that feels out of character to me. There's also no music during that scene either, which is makes it very awkward and very uncomfortable to watch because there is no, you know, when there's a fight scene just moments after it, there's, you know, this score, like the, the strings come in, and what am I getting it backwards? Did the fight scene happen after the sex or before it? Or, you know, what, what, I thought, I guess it's been a little while since I watched this because we have been off for six months. But <laughs> did um, did he come in and rescue her from the bad guys or did they come in and like help her from him? I honestly don't even remember. But either way, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't it, really matter. There's because there's men in the woods that, that she comes across and they want to rape her too, right? I I feel like the general sense of the movie and of her life is that everybody wants, <laughs> everybody some, wants some time with Marilyn, shall we say. Yeah. But... In j- just the whole thing, it seems very slow. The pacing, the pacing does seem slow. And also she tries so like very odd times to either run away or steal the boat or something. And it just like, seems like it keeps on happening. And, at some point in the story you gotta say okay we visited that because the characters make up and they move on and then she turns around tries to steal the boat again and 
it, it just seems like a bad story choice to continually go back to that. Yeah, it, it does. And I mean, there are, there are things that I, I, I think the scenery is really beautiful and, um, you know, I like her singing, like I said, and at times, I mean, I think there are tender moments that are worthwhile to it. And there's something about the movie I, I don't, like an intangible quality that makes me like it, but there's, but it's stuff like that, like the totally incongruous rape scene and the dumb escape attempts that just kind of mar it. I personally like to just take that particular scene out because like when I'm thinking of the movie, I don't think about that scene because it feels like it shouldn't be there. I don't know. It's... And ironically, we've spent 75% of the time talking about this movie on that one scene. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It stands out above the rest. It's probably my fault. What's the, uh, <laughs> uh, so it's your, that's your ugly pick. Mm-hmm. Now the next one, bus stop. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to find out your thoughts on this. It's uh, from 1956. Go ahead. So, okay, bus stop. I'll read you a quick. And it's your bad one, obviously. Here. <laughs> yes, it is. It is my bad. Oh, it is your um, bad. Okay. Thanks. It is. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, per IMDb, a naive but stubborn cowboy falls in love with a saloon singer and tries to take her away against her will to get married and live on his ranch in Montana. I'm noticing a theme here. I don't know if you picked up on it, but yeah, everybody wants a piece of Marilyn, and they'll go to any length to get it. Right. So, I guess, I guess the, the speaking about the rape scene in River of No Return is a good tangent into it's a good tangent into this. No, movie that's because, right. That's right. Speaking of abuse. Because whereas it's just one scene. I mean, not to minimize the impact of it, but it's one scene. In River of No Return, and it's totally out of sync with the rest of the movie. This whole movie is about him dragging her away, like throwing her over his shoulder, literally lassoing her yes. in, in order to to make her his own. And he's just the most obnoxious character. I hate. I mean, the end. The end is is redemptive. The end gives them. Mm, it, it makes me like it a little. No, no it's I mean, not. It, it, no, no. no it, it doesn't redeem his actions. But I, in terms of the movie, the end is the best part to me. But the whole for, for me, movie, the ending actually makes the movie worse. <laughs> because she goes with it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, but go ahead. I'll, I'll get to that. Well, he he at least learns somewhat that that's not how you treat people, and it's not how you go about your life forcing people to do things but the whole rest of the movie he is so obnoxious he is so annoying i hate him nothing i it is just frustrating i mean marilyn okay let let me give a quick blow by blow of this movie i can do this very very quick uh he's from montana he goes down to tucson is it tucson arizona goes down to tucson arizona for a rodeo he meets uh, marilyn monroe who is a a a singer in a bar saloon whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, he falls for her. Uh, she kisses him, but he takes it as like they're getting married and he tries to <laughs> cart her away to get married when he's done with the rodeo. She doesn't want anything to do with him. She tries to run away from him and he continues to just like grab her and take her away. <clears throat> and then at the very end, after the bus driver has finally beat some sense into him, literally, I mean, he, he beats him up 
because he's because the bus driver is finally the only one who has come to his senses and said no you cannot treat her like this and actually he has a fist fight with him then he finally says i'm sorry you're just really pretty and she goes oh okay i'll marry you and they jump on the bus and that's it yeah and it, it sucks yes it and nobody does anything about it either which is the that's the thing that killed me is that she's obviously getting abused by this guy uh, over and over and over again, and everybody just rolling their eyes. I mean, her her best friend is just going, "Oh, look like you got yourself in a predicament here." Mm-hmm. The landlady who he barges into her room, and she's Marilyn Monroe was literally naked under the covers <laughs> in that scene. And he barges into the room, and she's going, "Leave me alone! Leave me alone!" And the landlady's just standing in the doorway, just rolling her eyes. I know you think she would march in there, grab him, and like drag him out. I mean, come on. Even at the bus stop, he lassos her. Like he literally lassos her and pulls her away. And there's a policeman standing right there, and he just stands there and shakes his head. They nobody does anything about this woman being abducted and abused by this man. I know. And the thing that gets me is people really like this movie. Like, critics actually are very... The guy was nominated for an Academy Award. Yes! Don Murray, the guy that you were saying was annoying through the whole thing, is nominated for an Academy Award for this. Okay, Unbelievable. This is is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) So you you have the privilege and the honor of sharing it with me. Thank you very much. Um, So the way you described it off IMDb and the way you described it... That's not the movie I saw. I saw a movie about a sociopath. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> who, who decides he's going to kidnap the first woman he sees and explicitly says it doesn't matter what she says or does. It doesn't matter if she likes him or not. It's all about him. Um, and proceeds to do just that. Uh, and she goes along with it. She even goes and gets married. And, you know, they sign, they sign the documents and she, she's telling her friend that. And it's, it doesn't matter what she does. She goes on the bus. And even when she's telling other people, they're just like, oh, well, it could be worse kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that bugs me is that she talks about her dream. She has a map of where she wants to go and what she wants to do. And she gives all of that up because he apologizes and she wants she goes with him. It's like the, in this in this twisted scenario, the woman gives up everything for this man who doesn't really change. I mean, he... Even almost fights right after he apologized to her. He almost fights. What's his friend's name? Virgil or what? What's his friend's mm-hmm. name? He almost fights him yeah, because Virgil. I guess he's not going to go back. And he doesn't want to apologize too. Virgil yeah. makes him apologize right. like a like he's a toddler. Right. And it's like, oh, so I don't know. It just it really bothers me that it's perfectly acceptable the woman to give up her dreams for a guy that moments before was kidnapping her. And I, I don't mm-hmm. get it. I mean, I I just don't get it. It's not. Is not charming to me. It doesn't matter that he redeemed himself. I mean, again, this comes back to, is this just that 1950s mentality? Is Was that acceptable back then? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Or women I, just, you know, prizes to be claimed at a rodeo kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, but it's just, there's so much to recoil from in this movie. It's like 90 minutes of straight up awkwardness and... I mean, you have to watch it through your fingers and not in a funny way. I mean, it's like, 
it, it's just it's very cringeworthy for all the reasons you're mentioning. But, and like I said, critics really like this movie. It boggles my and, mind. It does. Yeah, I it mean, does. even even in 1950s standards, because I mean, 1956. What what else? Just for a reference, what else came out in 1956? crickets yeah i don't know off the top of my head yeah the 50s are out my favorite decade for movies all right well we'll figure that out but i'm sure there's got to be a lot of other uh movies from 1956 that uh are of at least some note you know they couldn't have been scraping the bottom of the barrel then (laughs) right i mean hitchcock was was fully cooking during that point so i you got to believe that there's a hitchcock movie that was out in 1956 in this topped it somehow the king and i giant the, oh, yeah, the Ten Commandments, that was the Best Picture nominees. Yeah. Oh, nice. Good Christian values in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just throw her over your shoulder. doesn't matter what she says. Yeah. That's from the Ten Commandments, right? That's <laughs> It's the 11th Commandment. It's like the Mel Brooks movie where he's got <laughs> the, yeah. 11th, the 15 commandments. Yeah, the, the 11th uh, commandment is uh, let a Montana cowboy do commandments. whatever he wants. <laughs> Ten Commandments. Yeah, it was written on that tablet. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so next on our list is Some Like It Hot from 1959. Yes. So this obviously is my good. Um, I I think, you know, this is a kind of a madcap farce, I guess you could say, but it is, I think it hits pretty much all the right notes. I mean, it's, it's very funny. It's very clever. Billy Wilder directed and... Um, you know he's he's just great. He's one of my top directors of all time. And oh yeah, we just um, talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. But we were in the side that we were trying to actually pick our top ten directors of all time. It's very hard to do. You know yeah. what? I I did not. Billy Wilder is one of those that I really didn't know too much about before going into this. But so far we have covered two Billy Wilder movies. Some like it hot. Double Indemnity. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What. Uh, isn't there another one that we've done? He didn't. He didn't do All About Eve, but he did the Sunset Boulevard one, right? He did Sunset Boulevard. I get, I get those mixed up in mm-hmm. my head. I don't know why. Uh, the Apartment. I mean, he. I think Mankiewicz guy... did uh, All About Eve. Yes, Mankiewicz did All About Eve, but uh, yeah, I mean, this guy has a great resume, and um, uh, I mean, he's he's the shining spot of the 1950s. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And well, no, I mean, he and and yeah, and this movie's really, really funny. I mean, I also, I, I'm sure it was controversial in the 50s. This was a really, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, not that it's explicit by any means, but part of the problem now is watching it. You've seen so many, um, well, actually, did you get the synopsis? I didn't even, or did I cut you off? I don't remember. Uh, no, I don't think I actually okay. Go ahead and do the synopsis say. real quick. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I just think about oh, directors, sorry. yeah. That's all right. Um, okay, so IMDb lists, when two male musicians witness a mob hit, they flee the state in an all-female band disguised as women, but further complications set in. So Tony Curtis, uh, he's a saxophone player, and uh, Jack Lemmon plays the upright bass, and so they disguise themselves as women, and they join this, they hop on a bus to a gig in Florida, um, and <laughs> with the, because they're, they're uh, you know, the mob has, has, knows that they've seen them uh witness this murder and they're out to get them and they end up joining the kind of the lead singer of the band that they join up with is Marilyn Monroe of course so. I mean think of how many movies this inspired I mean you know off the top of my head I'm thinking like Sister Act was heavily inspired by this one um the uh, Bosom Buddies 
Uh, I mean, even that it was it that kindergarten awful... cop. How? Oh, I guess yeah, true. But it didn't dress up. But but like I was thinking, uh, what what's the Cuba Gooding Jr. movie with uh where they have to dress up as a woman on a boat on a cruise? I have no I idea. idea what it's you're really bad. I'm just saying the, that's part of the the thing with this movie is that it was so original that when you watch it now, it almost seems like cliche. But at the mm-hmm. time, this was very original and very new and like i said very controversial i think i read on imdb that some places refused to show it really yeah wow. because of the just men in drag was a very taboo thing so, mm-hmm. so. Hmm. it's also cool that it's about like prohibition and all that i, I really like those scenes and i like the i like the way it's shot too like literally like when the just the gangsters are cool and very stylish you know, in, I in the honestly coffin at the beginning they're they're doing the prohibition yeah, thing. I honestly forgot that um because I, I saw this a long time ago, then I rewatched it for the podcast. I honestly forgot that it was a period movie. I forgot mm-hmm. that it was set during Prohibition. So yeah. when mm-hmm. in the first scene when the cars are driving, it doesn't give a title card or anything. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and going, Those cars look like they're not from the 1950s and then and, and and then you know the you, you got the gangsters and I'm like oh it's a you know some kind of gangster thing and then the liquid pours out that's just a perfect intro it's cool. into this world because mm-hmm. uh because even me who's already seen it uh it, it was like a, a a surprise a very uh welcome surprise to see oh this is about prohibition and then mm-hmm. after they go into the funeral home, then that's when it gives the title card. And I mean, even the part with the gangster meeting in Florida and the cake and the guy popping out of the cake and shooting the, like, that's, I'm like, wow, this is, this is a lot for a fifties movie. Like it just, right. the fact that it didn't just like not happen. It actually went for it and did it. And it's unapologetic. And they could have so easily, I mean, you know, cross-dressing and, and whatnot, like it can kind of get over the top, like too silly sometimes. But it never really felt cheesy or heavy-handed to me. I mean, they, they pulled it off in a very clever way. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny. It's a funny movie. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. It's it's really funny. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, the the part, part that I laughed at, I completely forgot about this, but when they're walking down the, uh, the, uh, the train, uh, about to get on the train, uh, and... Uh, he's, they're talking about, okay, Josephine and Geraldine, here we go, Josephine and Geraldine. And then he get up and they themselves and he goes, I'm Josephine. And then it turns to Jack and he goes, and I'm Daphne. And I love Tony Curtis's, what he does next, he goes, hmm. And he kind of, <laughs> he gives that noise and he looks over at her slowly. <laughs> That's a yeah. perfect imitation, yeah. by the way. Well done, sir. Well, I was hoping you would actually do his uh, his rich man's voice that he does. Oh no, I can't. You can't do it because it re- that- it reminds me of uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yeah. that voice. Uh-huh. Who's that guy? I can't even think of the guy that does that. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Robin. Uh, it reminds me Robin of Cary Grant. Leech? It's like a pitch perfect Cary Grant Robin impression. Leech. Leech. Yeah. Leech, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of Cary Grant. Grant? It is. It is very much going to carry his yeah. It's just. It's just funny the accent he's putting on. Um, I like that character actually that he plays. You know, I. I think my favorite part was <laughs> when they're kind of jostling past each other in the train compartment, and uh, um, Tony Curtis kind of bumps into the other guy, and he's like, "Now you've done it. You've really done it. You tore off one of my chests." <laughs> and it's just this like 
purely, I mean, I, I don't know what it is about it that just gets me, but like it, the, it makes me laugh out loud every I like time. all the people partying in Jack Clemens thing, like when he, when Tony yeah. Curtis finally wakes up, and, and it's like all the women in this band are inside Jack Clemens' little sleeper. It's funny. Yeah. I don't know, it cracks me up. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, good picks. Well, you know, we haven't even really said anything about Marilyn in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I. She's great. Oh, yeah, in this she's movie. in it too. She won yeah, a gold glove for this. Um, but mm-hmm. she's really good. Um, now I, I was reading a lot about mm-hmm. it. How apparently she would require like multiple takes to say one word. <laughs> like she would be so nervous. She like I think she did like seventy two takes for just to say something one time. And that, that was common for her because uh, that I read that same thing about bus stop is that she would do takes to where the director and the uh, actors were just exhausted. Well, and also since you reminded, we're talking about accents. Like I, I was reading a thing about how she prepared for her accent and bus stop. And I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, I'm kind of hoping these are lead ways to, you know, segues to get you to do an accent for us. But, um, okay, but she had a crazy Southern accent in that movie. Um, it is terrible. It's really bad. But okay, I'll, I'll she... give you, for those of you that have never seen it, don't. Uh, but here's a preview <laughs> of the accent. No, I don't want to marry you. I'm, that's pretty wait, good. Is that, that's pretty is good. that right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Right? I mean, I'm not. That, that sounds. You probably listened but to this going. Off. There's no way it could be that bad. Yes, but it's not it is. far off from from his accent either. I mean, he's. Got oh a, yeah, he's got a horrible accent too, and he's from Montana, so he well, shouldn't golly. have. A, he shouldn't have that accent if he's from Montana. Yeah, but okay, but back to this movie. So. I I really liked her in this movie, um, and I and and I like the fact that she was a strong woman in this movie. She comes, mm-hmm. she goes with Tony Curtis at the end. I mean, I even like that. Um, uh, and and dare I say, this is you know this is this is the sexiest she's been in out all all three of these movies. Like mm-hmm. the parts on the yacht are actually really sexy and like kind of funny yeah. and provocative, and I like all that. I mean, it's because in the other movies she was you know like a sexy singer and both and all that, but that. I don't know, just the way it was handled, the way it was done, it just felt, like, sleazy. This feels mm-hmm. like, you know, powerful woman who also happens to be sexy and she does her own thing. So I really liked her performance in it. I really did. Um, I mean, that's exactly... To me, this is what... This is this type of performance typifies what makes her so great is because she makes it seem so effortless. You know, she is so sexy, but it just kind of, like is intrinsic to her nature. You see, you don't feel like she's putting it on. You don't feel right. like she's, you know, trying just to woo Tony Curtis. I mean, she's just like this incredibly sexy woman. And yeah, I love, right. I love the part where he's like, you know, remind me to write a check for a million dollars to the milk fund yeah. because she says that's actually practice kissing or whatever. And, um, yeah, I agree with you, Charles. She's yeah. just really good in this. Let me ask you this. And this is kind of a, a good closing question for you, Kelly. Uh, what do you think if Marilyn Monroe had lived longer? What do you think would have happened to her and her career? I mean, I think probably what would have happened is that she would have kind of gone the way of so many other quote unquote it girls of Hollywood that you know they're kind of cool and sexy and funny and whatever, and they're like beloved by men. But you have to have the women behind you too and I don't know that in the 50s she necessarily like fully had that you know the women were still kind of like who's this bosomy lady who's taking all my husband's attentions away and blah 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 but I think if she had had a chance to expand her career more it would have been awesome for one thing to see because her accent in bus stop was completely terrible but her range was 
a, her acting range was a little bit more outside the box than what she usually did, which makes me incredibly sad because it's such a terrible movie. It's like, really, this was where you got to test your limits and nothing else. But if you recall, when we did our film noir, which is our second episode, but we talked about Niagara. And one of the things, <laughs> one of the saving graces to Niagara was Marilyn Monroe. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I she, she really was. She was genuinely a good actress. And that was the, really the first time that I had, had seen something other than some like it hot uh, th- that I was like, wow, Marilyn Monroe can actually, she can act. She's not just mm-hmm. a pretty face. And you, in, I, I think that it's sad that she was in a time period that didn't respect her as much for her acting as they did her, the Marilyn Monroe-ness about her, you know, the... Yes, absolutely. And and I think that's, I mean, it's tragic that her career was as short as it was and what happened to her happened to her. But I, if I'm being completely honest, I think I would have loved to see what else she could have accomplished, but I think she still would have burned out eventually, whether, you know, maybe not personally, but in the public eye, I think they weren't ready to accept her as more than, you know, a person who could bend the rules of sexuality. I think they would have gotten tired of that after a while. And if she couldn't support her image in some other way, I think she would have just kind of fizzled out and maybe she wouldn't, I don't know. Hey, Micah, it's, maybe, it's maybe, you can, uh, maybe you can sing us out a little candle in the wind. How about that? <laughs> candle in the wind. Uh, but I, it, or here's another thing that could have happened. She could have been an amazing hag horror. Oh, God. Uh, she could have been. Oh, that would have been amazing. Marilyn Monroe in The Hand That Knocks Twice. Yeah. And I really wish that we could have seen that. Oh, God. And she would have just been uh, the hand, the disembodied hand. In, in That's my, all she would have been. <laughs> That's what I have in my vision. Really pretty nails, though. Yeah. Yes, perfectly manicured. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the hand walks across a little grate in the... <laughs> what, what, what blows up on the hand? I don't know. Like, is it wearing a watch that just gets yeah. some pearls like fall off? Yeah. Oh. It reminds me of the Adams Family when you're talking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, great. Well, Kelly, thanks for turning us on to another... <laughs> Silver screen. Thanks for turning this on, Kelly. You're welcome. <laughs> too much of a pause. Hold in on. There. Let me finish my sentence. So another silver screen starlet. And you are very so welcome. what this is this is actually the fourth one. Because we've got are Barbara you, Stanwyck. Are you counting okay, go ahead. Yeah, Barbara Gis- Barbara. May West. Stan- May West. May West. Okay. Um May uh, West. <laughs> Betty Davis. Betty Davis and than uh, Marilyn Monroe. So this is the fourth one that we've mm-hmm. actress that we've talked about. Is May yeah. West is in that category? We, she's we, a she's a starlet. She is a she starlet. She is. She was a mover and a shaker, yeah, baby. Sex, she, even when she was Marilyn Monroe would have made sex tad. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> oh. I think she would have made sex tad a lot better. Yeah. For sure. I well let me say this too. While we're while we're talking about mm. movies that might potentially change your opinion of Marilyn Monroe, if you yeah, haven't that, seen May West. sorry. I did. I was trying to do a Mae West sound effect, and it came out more like Yoda. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like "Mm." my line. My apologies. If if you if you want to check out another really really good Marilyn Monroe movie, if you haven't seen it already, you should check out Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. 
Um, cause that's up there for me too, in terms of her best. What about the seven year itch? That's the one with the, the dress, right? Yes. And that's also an amazing movie. Those three, I would say Jump Prefer Blondes, Some Like It Hot and Seven Year Itch are my top three for sure. Excellent. Um, yeah, I won't ramble on, but check those out if you have Got not them. already cool, done cool. so. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, that wraps up Marilyn Monroe. Um, and uh, so now I think is a good time to talk about next time, next episode. Which we have no idea when it's going to be released. <laughs> we guarantee <laughs> nothing. Next year. Hold on to your seats, people. Um, <laughs> and these two already know it, but I'm uh, officially announcing that next time will be my last time as a co-host, as an official co-host. Ever. As an official co-host ever. ever, I will, I will, I will come back at times. But uh, uh, you know, as as they know, it, it you know watching watching the movies takes a long time, and uh, doing all the research takes a long time, and I've just got a lot going on with the new baby, and it's just uh, difficult. I love love what we do, but uh, they just know how much time it takes, and uh, so I'm stepping up away from the microphone stepping for a while on, <laughs> stepping on a bunch of toes but it's cool. yeah stepping away from the microphone for a while but uh next episode is going to be my last official co-hosting episode and um my pick is or my my um uh, i guess last hurrah is robert rodriguez movies the director robert rodriguez and the picks are from 1995, Desperado, from 1998, The Faculty, and from 2004, no, I'm sorry, 2005, Sin City. No, wait, hold on. Oh, I'm, are you doing Sin, Sin City 2 or Sin City 1? Sin City 2, so it's uh, 2014. Sin City 2, A Dame to Kill For. Okay. I'm getting All that right. confused. Last hurrah. <laughs> Last hurrah, not prepared. We're just going to do every Rodriguez <laughs> film and hope some of them are yours. Well, I, I'm going to talk uh, heavily about the first Sin City. Okay. So that's why I was getting confused because I watched both of them recently. But Sin City 2, A Dame to Kill For from 2014. And Desperado and the and Faculty. And Desperado and the Faculty. Okay. Can All you right. sing us Desperado next time? Sure. It'll be your last episode. It's it's never. You know, I beg you to sing every time I in know. your last episode. Oh God, what just happened? This is this is how much you hate singing. I'm leaving now. <laughs> okay, well maybe next time, maybe next time you can sing me a little bit. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, I'll sing us out next time. All right, thanks for listening, Candle guys. In the wind. You can check us out. On... I'd like to have known you. <laughs> you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, uh, it's just awesome, and also on Facebook at. I'm wait, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. It's been a while, guys. Jeez Louise. I, it's just awesome. It's taken by somebody else. I don't know. I tried. Really? Yeah, that's why. That's why we're Good Bad Podcast. Really? Okay, so on Twitter, we're at Good Bad Podcast. I mean, not that we don't love Good Bad Podcast, yeah. but yeah. It's, it would have been nice to have It's Just Awesome. And then It's Just Awesome.com spelled out was too many characters for a Twitter really? handle. Yeah, so. Huh. So, and It's Just Awesome on Facebook, or you can check us out at It's Just Awesome.com, where do you guys want to tell us what we did just recently well we mentioned it earlier we did the marlon brando thing um mm-hmm. we did a spotlight we did our first spotlight so i'm sure we'll do more of those in the future we're planning that out mm-hmm. um, trying to do them about once a month yeah maybe uh that's the goal i mean it's you know but it, it, you know we also we were trying to do this podcast at least a couple times a month and we haven't done it since <laughs> october um but 
but yeah, so we're doing that. We're um, we're still doing the here and there series. Um, Kelly and Mark are still they're James bonding it up out there. Um, so I, I, uh, what's what number are we on? Did we do five so far? Um, yes, there's a few more that haven't been released yet, but I think the most recently released is five um, from Russia with Love. Cool. So, uh, so we're doing a lot. We're we're trying to get a lot of good stuff going out there. And also, if you have any requests for any of our spotlight reviews, um, we love to hear. We have a couple of ideas for May, but uh, nothing definite. So, if you have any requests, just let us know. Yeah, and as mm-hmm. always, uh, find us on iTunes as well. Um, you know, we really, we really would like to be on the featured page. I mean, let's just be honest. If we can get on the featured page, that would be amazing for us. So. Find us on iTunes, like us, subscribe to us. Um, especially if you're a regular listener and you haven't done that yet, please subscribe to us because the more you do that, the more you comment, the more you share, the more chance, the bigger chance we have to get on the featured page. So, mm-hmm. all right, great. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll yep. see you next time. Have a good one. <laughs>